I just, I just think Dinya is a, an absolute waste of money. I think Everton are banging treble. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Threesome podcast. More excellent advice uh, like that on Luca Dinia to come. Uh, I'm Phil and I'm here with Mike. How are you, Mike? Well, I'm very good, Phil, uh, apart from Fantasy Football World, which um, has been a horrendous first week. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, life is good. Thank you very much. Excellent. And Ant, how are you? Yes, I'm very well. Thank you, mate. Yes, I'm actually feeling quite the opposite to, uh, to Mike this week. I'm feeling very smug, but uh, we'll get on to that later. Smugness. That's what people tune in for. Uh, before we um, get going and find out all about how our teams did, uh, we should uh, remind people that we have got our Fantasy Threesome Podcast League. Uh, the code to join is KQ9F for Foxtrot, I for Indigo 8. Uh, and we've had some blinding starts. I'll quickly go through the top 10 here. In 10th place, uh, we've got Peter Annandale with his team, A Touch of Magic. Uh, in 9th place, you've got FPL Vince McMahon, who on Twitter actually made me choke on a bounty on Saturday uh, through laughing. Uh, his team at FPL McMahon 11, uh, they got 81 points. Uh, eighth, we've got Driv Jane with Lingard's burner. They got 82 points. Uh, Paul Gibbons, what you're going to target, 84 points. Mohamed Adamu, Mo FC, 85 points. Clever Junior Patsika, uh, apologies if that's pronouncing correctly, uh, with his team St. Clever on 86. Craig S with Aardvark AFC. And Darren Olner with All Bow Down to My FC. They're joint third with 87 points. You've got Alex Hopkins in second on 90 points with his team AFC Mother Goose. But out there in the lead, having, I assume, followed Mike's advice uh, about bench boosting in game week one, uh, is Paul Fuller with his team KFC Fuller Athletic. Congratulations to him. And uh, yeah, he got a whopping 27 points off his bench boost. So maybe bench boosting was the best way forward. Mike, how how did you get on this week? (laughs) Well... (laughs) I think what it tells you is that the theory was correct. My execution with my team was was poor, but actually the theory was right. And he's now he's 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 going to use his wild card presumably this week, uh, and set up for the rest of the season. Um, do you genuinely want to know how my team went? Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe you could briefly um, just explain what these uh, chips are. You got you, you use your bench boost. You're talking about yeah, wildcards. yeah. So bench boost obviously uh, that allows you to use all all uh, four players on your bench. Um, you get points for your entire squad that game week, which is what I set up for last week uh, with just that, that game week in mind. Ready to use my wild card. You get two of them. And that's unlimited transfers uh, for the week. Uh, you've then got uh, triple captain, um, which uh, uh, gives you triple points on your captain rather than double points. And then you've got the free hit, which is an interesting one uh, to be used very carefully um, where you can change up your team uh, just for that one week in isolation, and then you revert back to the team uh, that you had prior to using it. So those are the chips for, for newcomers this year. And you can, you can use all of those chips only once. Um, Wildcard, yeah. you, get, you get one in January, one at the start of the season. Um, but you, you have to have used your first one by January. Um, but the others you can only use once. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, that's, uh, and, and how, many, how many points did you end up with then, bench boosting? Did anyone stand out uh, in your team? Oh, well, um, you know, I've got a few. Um, uh, not a 101 <laughs> like uh, Paul Fuller there, but no, 58 points I got. Um, and actually, um, 
I had uh, 13 points come off the bench. Um, okay. So actually that was, was what I was doing. I made two last minute changes, literally with 10 seconds to spare on Saturday morning. I pulled over in the car, logged in uh, and, and did it. And I, bought, uh, I, I swapped out Mane for Aubameyang at the last minute. And I also bought in Callum Wilson. Uh, and okay. those were my, uh, with the exception of James Justin or Justin James, um, the two of those um, were my biggest scorers in the week. So an inspired last minute. Had I had, I had Mane in um, and he was due to be captain, I would have had even less than 58 points. So um, thankful that I had that, that moment of impulse at half past 10 on uh, Saturday morning. Well, there you go. It could have been worse. I was just going to say, in reality, Mike, it could have been a hell of a lot worse for you there. Well, yeah, I mean, what I, what I will say is that I've used my wild card and uh, I've already changed uh, all but two members of my squad um, in preparation <laughs> wow. for the rest of the season. So, Goodness uh, me. But we'll, we'll come to that later. And how did you get on this week? That was pretty chuffed. I mean, really, in reality, this was the week you either had Salah as captain or you didn't, mm-hmm. um, really, in terms of getting some really good scores. Salah alone scoring 40 for me and for many others in the game. So I got 72, which was pretty good. I was pretty happy with that. That puts us not, puts myself 19th in our league. I mean, ironically, and we'll get onto this, but a player I should have had more faith in because he was last on my bench, good old Joel Ward, that I picked in my fantasy punt, uh, would have got me six points off my bench had I actually listened to Mike's advice. So that was some wasted scores there. But um, other names of note, I also had Justin James, uh, who got me a nine points. Please, and, I'm sorry if I can just interject. Or James Justin. Call him his correct name. All right, let's go with James Justin, as that is his uh, official name, who got me nine points. And Raul Jimenez, who looked very, very good last night, um, scoring that beauty for uh, Wolves against Sheffield United, and he scored me eight. So, yeah, I'm pretty chuffed with that. Um, 72, I'd say that's a, a pretty good start. So, uh, Phil, it's time to hear about your team now. Well, my team, if you, if you imagine um, you're playing Scrabble and you pull out your first seven tiles um, and you get a Q, a J, a Z, an X, and then three U's, um, pretty much some sums high, up my some team. High, some high point scoring there in Scrabble. Yeah, high point scoring um, but surrounded by other useless tiles. Um, and so I had Salah, um, thank goodness, as my captain. Um, aside from Salah... Um, my next highest scorers were Aubameyang with seven and Werner with five. And no one else um, got more than three. Um, Walker-Peters, Alexander-Arnold, both got ones. Mitrovic, yeah, he, he didn't start. That was frustrating. Um, it's, it's never a good start to the FPL season when you see the starting lineup and um, you've got three players in the first game and two of them aren't starting. One of them's not even in the squad, Saliba. I swapped out holding for Saliba as a last-minute move because I thought that would be clever. Um, and then Saliba wasn't in the squad. Holding was and kept a clean sheet. Um, mm. So disappointing. And I'm now toying with the idea of wildcarding. Ah, um, oh, welcome. But I, I did that last season. I think... Um, that's the dilemma, isn't it? You, you, yeah. you, you get a little bit of a look. So there are, there are three points at which she's the wild card. Very early doors, uh, like uh, I am, uh, and like you're considering. Um, at the end of the transfer window, when we actually genuinely know the squads um, and all the new players are, are in. Uh, or if you are absolutely stuck in a rut and, and need to make significant changes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've gone early. Um, and, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I could get caught out. I'm toying with the idea of wildcarding this week. 
um, or holding on for next week so I can see what uh, United, uh, City, Burnley and Villa are doing. But it may well be this week. Um, but we'll see. So uh, Ant did um, whet our appetites with his talk of the fantasy threesome punt. Uh, congratulations to Ant who did choose Joel Ward um, which means he won this week's fantasy threesome punt. Yes, um, boys. Very good, very good. Which Woo! means he gets to choose one of our teams to put over to one of our listeners um, who got involved on Twitter. Um, Mickey Race, uh, he got involved and suggested that Ainsley Maitland-Niles would be a good, a good pick. And he was a good pick, kept a clean sheet. Actually, um, played very attacking. He's down as a defender on the game. Um, so he's someone I may well have in my team next week. Um, uh, but yeah, all, all, you, all you have to do each week is select a player with under 2% ownership um, and send them over on Twitter at FPL3SomePod. And uh, you could be changing our team uh, next week. Uh, Mickey has got a lot of power this week because he's going to get to choose our captain, either Mike's captain or my captain, depending on who Ant chooses. Well, I think, you know, my choice here was was mainly based around a quote that I believe that came from you, Phil, when we were declaring our punts last week. Is um, it about how much... What the, what the heck is going on in the background there, Anthony? Oh, I'm very sorry. I've just got some work going on in my house. I do apologise. Gosh, it sounds like someone's hammering my head. This is going to make for wonderful audio. Very sorry, boys. Um, yeah, you did say something along the lines of um, you do realise for the punt to come off, uh, John Wall's got to keep a clean sheet against Southampton. To which I replied, yes, and he certainly did. So, yeah, Phil, yeah. it's going to be your team, I'm afraid. So, Mickey, over to you. And I would suggest here you do your very best to screw Phil's, Phil's team over, please. Uh, well, he's a nice, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Um, I mean, it's hard, hard for me to confirm what you've just said um, because of all the hammering um, that I could hear. Um, can you just confirm uh, you're choosing my team for Mickey Race to choose captain of? I can confirm, Philip, that it is your team that Mickey will be uh, choosing this week. Excellent. Okay, and Mickey, we trust. Uh, I'm already feeling that this was a terrible idea. Um, but <laughs> hopefully hopefully he'll be kind and not ruin my season on, on week two. And to be honest, uh, now you've said that, I may wait to game week uh, three to wildcard. I don't want to get a nice team together and then him the interesting, The interesting game this weekend is, is Man City-Liverpool, isn't it? Sorry, Chelsea Liverpool. Chelsea Liverpool, yeah. So yeah. that's that. That's an interesting one. And Man City have got Wolves. So th- those two big hitters that you would you you would think about bringing in players from Man City, and uh, especially given that they weren't playing game week one, perhaps it's worth just just waiting this week and seeing how they fare against Wolves. Looking back at last weekend, uh, obviously only ended last night. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday. Were there anything, uh, any players, any teams that took you by surprise? Well, yeah, I th- I, it was a bit of a coupon buster for me. I, I thought Southampton, given their form following lockdown uh, against Palace, who um, bar a win against our team, Bournemouth, um, were the uh, the out-of-form team post-lockdown. I, I thought that that was um, nailed on for Southampton to pick up three points away. Their away record is, is really, really good in the last 12 months. Um and yeah, uh, for, for them not to either register a goal, uh, for Palace to keep a clean sheet, you know, fair play to to Ant on that. That that was a, a standout result for me. I was I was surprised, and Zaha played out of his skin. 
Yeah, that was surprising, wasn't it? He's a trap, surely. I mean, every season he, he, he's exciting to watch sometimes, but last season he was terrible. Mm. Yeah, he was. He had, yeah, he had a poor season, his worst season in, in, in FPL history. Um, so, yeah, uh, he could well be a trap, but uh, they're talking about him. In, they're adding to, with maybe Ben Rama from Brentford. Uh, they've obviously brought the lad in from QPR. So, um, and they're talking about building a team around Zaha. So, yeah, the, the speculation was, you know, his head must, might be elsewhere and he may be making a move. But uh, all the noise is coming out of Palace is actually that he, he is going to be staying. Could be, could be an investment. Seven million. Yeah, it's not much, is it? It's not, not for a goal-scoring midfielder. Yeah, yeah, very true. Any, any other teams? I thought... Um, I, Leeds. I, I, yeah, Leeds. Say, I hate to say it. I mean, that was a brilliant game of football, wasn't it? You know, and uh, I actually expected Liverpool to win that fairly comfortably. But fair play to Leeds, you know, to come back at Anfield three times. and But for that late penalty, they would have got a great point. I think they're one to watch out for. I mean, I've heard a lot of people, some Leeds fans, uh, talking about Europe, which I think is a step too far. But Absolutely ludicrous. They'll be nowhere I, near it. I reckon they'll be in the top 12. That's my prediction. And I think they'll be one of the most entertaining teams to watch. There you go. That's my prediction. For, for me, That's... that game said more about Liverpool than it did Leeds. And, uh, you know, they've conceded an awful lot of goals since they won that title, uh, be it uh, towards the end of lockdown, be it uh, pre-season, uh, and then again on Saturday. Um, and, uh, you know, Trent uh, and Robertson, who I know a, a lot of us went with, Actually, I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, I need to shift them out because they are shipping goals, Liverpool. To ship three goals at home to Leeds, to let Patrick Bamford score against you, speaks volumes, I think, as to where they're at defensively at the moment. I think they're in trouble. Well, I, th- I think this is very much like, if, if you can remember when Jürgen Klopp first came in, this is very much what Liverpool were like, weren't they? I mean, they had that, that infamous game against Bournemouth where they <coughs> they were cruising at 3-1 and they lost 4-3. And uh, they were very good going forward, but very poor defensively. It feels like they've slipped back to that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very true. I think, um, I, I mean, last season they weren't defensive. Uh, they weren't very good defensively at the start of the season, but they still won the games and to be fair they did still win the game and if they're going to score four every week that gives me plenty of attacking options on Liverpool well if um, you if you actually if you look at the table last season Liverpool had um the least goals against them uh in the goals against column so but at the start then, of the season they were they were still flaky yeah yeah they only conceded 33 goals um in 40 games so um it was the best defensive record in the league um but that seems to have yeah fallen away Crucially, last season, Patrick Bamford wasn't in the Premier League. Oh, and, come on. I mean, he's the second most transferred in player. Um, it's ridiculous. This week, after you talked him up last week, Mike. Yeah, I did. I mean, I don't know if you saw the goal. Uh, it was a gift. Yeah. Um, and he's, he, he's 5.5 million. So I can understand that you might bring him in to free up funds um, for other players because he is likely to start, certainly for the, the foreseeable. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought another front man in. But in the short term, yes, he's, he's likely to start and they've got some winnable games over the next few weeks. But I, his conversion rate in the championship last season, bear in mind that they won the league at a canter in the end, um, was 11%. 11% conversion rate. Yeah, I mean, nearly, <laughs> nearly, nearly 10 shots he would need to score a goal. It's not, so, it's not the best conversion rate. It's but, um, not, he, no. His, he is one of the first two players to have a price rise. He's now 56 
Yeah. Um, him and Williams had a price rise as well. He's gone up to uh, yeah. So can I just quickly talk about that because I'm still hurting. So this morning I was fiddling around with my team as I have done. I looked at you know you get the data usage on your mobile phone, don't you? As the sort of percentage that you spent on Facebook, yeah, 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 uh, Internet Explorer or whatever. Um, so Internet Explorer. Well, you know what, what, what Safari or, or what whatever is that? I'm using. Come on. All right, thanks, lads. Um, so showing your, showing your age a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I went on and it's the most, it's the most used, uh, data is me fiddling around on, on that app. So, um, I've, I've played around a lot and I bought Willian in at the weekend, um, because they're home to West Ham this week. Uh, and thought, oh yeah, that's, that's a shrewd move. And then I thought, oh, I'll just, I'll just have a little tinker around, took him out, transferred it in, sort of sat there and thought, yeah, how does that look? This is a, this is at 8.30 this morning. Thought, yeah, that looks, that looks all right, but I'm going to bring Willian back in. So transfer. Oh no, hold on. William has gone up in price. So despite ah. the fact it's wildcard week, and despite the fact I've got unlimited transfers, the fact that I had him and then took him out and then put him back in again actually means I've lost point one <laughs> of a million uh, wow, just in fiddling insane. about. So that says, says a lot about your um, problems, you know, for year on year, really. Yeah, the tinker man. And, and I'm at it again. But I have, I've, I've planned now, I've, I've settled on my team and I've planned a maximum of two transfers next week and one the following. And I know exactly who they are. So, okay. Okay. Uh, I will. Uh, do you want to reveal who they are, or you yeah, do... sure, I'll let you know. So next week, I'm bringing in um, Traore and Jimenez, and I'm taking out Willian after he scores a hatful or assists a hatful against West Ham, um, and I'm taking out uh, Callum Wilson uh, okay. because he's home to Brighton this weekend, which I think is a uh, a game where he has you know a, a good chance of scoring some goals. Um, but thereafter, their their games get a bit trickier. So. Um, I'm all. About, I'm basically following whoever's playing West Ham. I think that that's a, yeah. a tactic I'm, I'm going with. So, I've got two Arsenal players I've bought in this week, uh, Gabriel and Willian, and I'll be swapping them out for Traore and Jimenez the next week when they play West Ham. That makes sense. Makes sense. Um, West Ham were quickly, very poor, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Very, the weekend, very very poor. They, they, were they poor or were Newcastle good? Uh, a bit of both, I think, but it was mainly the West Ham were poor. I mean, if yeah. you look at, I mean, the second Newcastle goal was a good one, but if you look at the first goal, I mean, certainly defensively, again, West Ham looked all at sea, didn't they? So um, They've thrown I in the like, out before the season started, haven't they? Mm-hmm. It feels like they're actually going to struggle this year. And I know you can't, you know, base too much on one game, but I think West Ham are going to be struggling this year. They were very poor, especially at home. A couple more, um, couple more takes on the weekend on a quite a negative way. Um Spurs, I mean, I don't know. It looks like Mourinho's in his third season, even though it's only his, you know, he hasn't even had a whole season yet. Mm-hmm. Has um, he not? They, uh, no, no, he joined, joined last year, didn't he, after Poch left. Wow, but, um, feels, feels like much he's, longer. He's, well, I mean, year, if, if you're using a Gregorian calendar, then it probably is a year because the whole season went AWOL. But, um, yeah, the... Um, the other, the other team, or the other player that I was really disappointed to... Um, was Kai Havertz, who was talked up loads um, for Chelsea. Um, and I, I watched the game and, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have noticed that he was even playing. Um, he's 8.5 million in the game. Maybe uh, he's just got to get used to life in the Premier League, but he was a big disappointment. I didn't have him in my team, but um, a lot of people would have been burnt there, really. Mm-hmm. He was the one we spoke about last week, wasn't he? Certainly, yeah. I, I flagged up his price tag, potentially weighing heavily on his shoulders, and maybe that was the case. Because, again, it's one game in, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, he, like you say, he looked pretty anonymous from the from the highlights I've seen from last night. So, and that kind of money, we'll have yeah. to have to, yeah. have to give him time, I think. I mean, just going back to Spurs, you know, there were some 
there were some very popular picks in the Spurs team, you know, Kane and, and Ali in particular. I imagine a lot of people will be looking at shipping them out if, if this continues. Um, they've got some, some very favourable fixtures over the next few weeks, but then I thought Everton at home was going to be a favourable fixture for them. So um, shows, shows how much I know. But yeah, I, I think um, Doherty um, was playing really, really advanced for a wing back. It was almost like they were playing with a, 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 back, a back two, back three. Um, so I've kept Doherty in my team. He's, he's one of the two that I've retained. But outside of him, I, I would be probably uh, looking to ship the likes of Ali and, and Kane out and, and looking at folk like Jimenez, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at um, Doherty, he had that big chance. And then um, yeah. so going forward, he, like you say, he was a danger. But at the back, he was all over the place. I mean, Richarlison was... Yeah, I mean, the amount of times Richarlison um, had uh, he, he had so many chances going for on goal, mm. all down that side of the pitch. Um, but, he had that massive chance early, early on, didn't he? I think was it somebody gave it away in midfield, didn't they? And he beat he beat Howard Edwards in a in a foot chase and he scored early on. So. <laughs> oh, oh, what gosh. is going on, Ant? You're what a dentist. Going on. <laughs> what is so that much drilling? So much drilling. So much drilling. It's great that we yeah. time this. Um, it's, it's great that either you booked uh, your builders in at this point, or, uh, or, or yeah, I, I don't know how this has this has come to pass. But, um, but I mean, literally go. the only time of the week we can record as well, um, Tuesday lunchtime, uh, is the only time we can record this week. And uh, you've got a, a massive dentist uh, there by the sounds of it. Um, just quickly, then looking at the players transferred out, you'll not be surprised. Uh, in the top ten, you've got Kane. And you've got Doherty as well, actually. Um, and the, the most transferred out player is Son uh, for Spurs. Um, then you've got Trent, Danny Ings, Mane, who didn't do much. But, yeah, I think he might be coming out. I think a lot of people will be swapping him out for Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, Mitrovic got, has been transferred out um, by lots of teams. He didn't start on uh, Saturday, but I think he'll be starting games moving forward. He'd played 180 minutes for Serbia. so. Um, also, you, you look at the, the team that um, Scott Parker selected for Fulham. It was the same team, I think bar one uh, through injury, that started uh, at Wembley in the playoff final. So perhaps that was a nod to them to say, look, you, you got us here that night. And so I'm going to give you the start. The, the place is yours to lose. Um, but it won't be long before Mitrovic is starting. No, I agree. Um, strange, strangely, another player has been transferred out a lot is uh, Timo Werner, who I, um, when I watched the game, particularly first half, he, he didn't score, he didn't assist. Uh, oh, no, he did get an assist from the, from the penalty he won. Mm-hmm. He, he's got a great turn of pace. He looked dangerous every time he got the ball. So I think um, I'll be keeping him in my team uh, for well, a long time. I can tell you that uh, he actually broke the Premier League record um, for fastest sprint. Uh, 24 miles an hour last night. Uh, previous was 22 miles an hour by Carl Walker. So really, Mike, wow. Mike, do you actually work for Opta? Because some yeah. of these stats you are breaking out of these earnings are quite incredible. Yeah, some of them are true as well. Um, yeah. but, but that, that is true. That is true. Yeah, he, he, he did. He broke the. Love uh, that stat. Love yeah. that stat. Just quickly looking at the transfers in. Uh, you got William. Uh, then of course you got Banford. Um, Kevin De Bruyne has come in. You've got a lot of City and United players coming in now, so they've got their first game coming up. Um, so you've got Kevin De Bruyne come in, uh, Fernandez, Gabriel of Arsenal, Salah, uh, then you've got Callum Wilson, uh, Mitchell from Crystal Palace, who was my saving grace off the bench for four million. I think uh, people are going to have to get him 
quick because his price will go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got James Justin and Calvert-Lewin. So everyone's getting back on the Calvert-Lewin bandwagon mm. from last season. going to say, if you, look at those, million. if you look at those transfers, that is just basically people seeing what they've done well in week one and picking those players. Uh, basically, and that's a very easy trap to fall into, isn't it? Quite, so, quite so, knee-jerk. Yes, indeed. And certainly, as we've covered with Bamford, I'm completely in agreement with you. I can't see that being a thing that lasts particularly long. A bit like Pookie last season, actually. He had a great start, if we remember. Everyone threw him into their teams, didn't they? Can you remember that? And then the oh, goal stuck with him for ages. Up. Stuck with Pookie very for quickly. ages last season. Yeah, how did that work out, Mike? Uh, well, uh, I, I kept the level of integrity and loyalty that... Um, I like to live my life by. Um, but in terms of points, uh, it wasn't so fulfilling. I'm looking ahead to the weekend. Uh, mm. It's another Saturday with only four games, which is really annoying. Um, I like my Saturdays to be full of football. Um, but it starts the early kickoff. We've got Everton, West Brom. Um, Everton, who looked incredible. Decore has transformed that team. I mean, him and Alan. Um, kind of gave the forwards license to Rome. Um, James Rodriguez, seven and a half million. He 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 looked like the best player on the pitch by a mile. Uh, so they're, they're at home to West Brom, who looked a bit toothless. Um, then you got Leeds v Fulham at three o'clock. Uh, only one three o'clock kickoff. Uh, then you got Manchester United Palace at five thirty, and Arsenal West Ham at eight. Uh, moving to Sunday, you got Southampton at home to Spurs for the early kickoff at twelve. Uh, Newcastle Brighton. Chelsea, Liverpool, that's the big one you were talking about earlier at 4.30. And then you've got Leicester, Burnley uh, for some Sunday evening football. Monday, you go on, you've got Aston Villa at home to Sheffield United and Wolves playing Man City. Uh, Man City, their first game of the season. It's not an easy one away at Wolves, is it? They, they've struggled there before. No, a Wolves' defensive record is, is very good. You're right. I think Wolves did the double over them last season. Um, and Traore ripped their fullbacks a new one. So, uh, yeah. I've, I've, it's not an easy game at all, um, but City will be well rested, um, and I imagine firing on all cylinders from the off. You know, they're, they're a different class, aren't they? Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Any other fixtures there that catch your eye? No, I, I think I think Everton against West Brom. You highlighted that's the one that I'm lumping all my hope on in terms of uh, money that I'm investing. Um, I don't know so if you've, you've, got, you've, you've heard of it. I've bought Calvert-Lewin in. Um, I don't know if you, um, you've heard of a guy called Dina. Uh, um, you better be kidding me. He's a, he's a, he's a cracking delivery and a, a real, real, really good left back. So I bought him in at, at six million. Are you, are you kidding me? What? That After is what? a 360 turnaround. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking at their run of games, lads. Their run of games is extraordinary. Um, right, uh, <laughs> hold fire here, please. Yeah. Uh, on our first ever podcast, yeah. I made it very clear that I thought he was going to have a good season mm. and you you interjected and said um, may I disagree and then gave me a whole load of reasons why Luca Dina should not be played at that point I listened I actually listened to you foolish and I took him out of my team yeah he, he, he wasn't in my team and and now you're putting him in well I am uh, yeah for three reasons um, one unbelievable. Rodriguez unbelievable Another guy who I said was probably likely to get injured within five minutes, uh, Alan, uh, and as you mentioned, Decore. I think that 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 midfield three has completely rejuvenated that squad. Uh, you look at the games that they're playing as well. They've got West Brom, Crystal Palace, Brighton, 
Then they've got Liverpool, which is a tricky game, but then they follow that up with Southampton and Newcastle. So what five of the next six games are winnable games for Everton. Um, and, and whether he keeps clean sheets or not, as we saw at the weekend, he does have good delivery. So yeah, I bought, I bought him in. But yeah, I think, I think Everton at home to West Brom is, is, a, is a banker. More, more U-turns than Boris. You are unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great comparison, to be fair. Oh, dear. dear I can't, oh, dear, be- I can't dear. believe you're putting Luca Dino in. Yeah, it's happened. This, this is the last time I listen to you. Probably okay. about anything, not, not just FBL, maybe this, even life. This should be a lesson learned if do not listen to Mike. Right, all, ab- all aboard the Bamford train. Oh, dear, I did. Oh, dear, I did. No, thank you. I mean, he's at home to Fulham. Let's, should, we, should we look quickly at the... Uh, at the the defence midfield attack. Why don't we start yeah, with... Yeah, sure, yeah, go on. If we, if we start with attackers, I've had a quick look at attackers. Um, we mentioned Calvert-Lewin there, so that's, that's kind of a done deal. That's, that's one of the maybe three suggestions I would give this week is to get Calvert-Lewin in. I, is, I, is he seven million still? Yeah, he's still seven million, and, I, and that's, that's real value, uh, unless they bring another front man in. But he seems to be keeping faith with Calvert-Lewin. Um, it, was a, so, it was a great header he scored. It was beautiful. If you look at his other options up front, they are very, very limited. So he's going to get game time. Um, and that run of games is just fantastic. Um, Mitrovic, we've mentioned. I, I think Mitrovic will come in and uh, they've, got, they've got reasonable games coming up. Um, so in terms of value, I think he's worth a look. And then the other one is, uh, is Ollie Watkins um, for Villa. £6 million. Uh, they uh, face Sheffield United and Fulham next. Grealish today has just signed a five-year contract. Everything goes through him, so the creativity will will still be there. He was creating an awful lot of chances. Uh, he was in the top top five for created chances last season, and yet, um, if you look at their their goals per game, it was one point zero five goals per game um, as a team. Samata came in, played fourteen games, only scored the one goal. Uh, Wesley played nine on thirty games, only scored five. Um, uh, so Watkins is a focal point there. He scored 26 goals in the championship last year um, at six million pounds. Again, he's another one that, that is value. Of course, there are big hitters out there. You can, you can look at the likes of, of Werner, who, who we know is fast and is a, is a prospect. You can look at Jimenez. Uh, but in terms of, of value, I think those three are, are pretty decent. Yeah, not bad punch. Holly Watkins, uh, I mean, obviously we don't know how he's going to do it in the Premier League, but he, he does score goals. Uh, he has done at Brentford um, consistently now. Mm-hmm. Um, with, uh, so you mentioned Jimenez there. Yeah. I mean, Wolves yesterday started the game, they were 2-0 up in 10 minutes and I thought they were, I mean, it's classic Wolves. They just, they get to 2-0 and they don't really then, yeah, push on and get a hat for. That's, that's the only thing with Jimenez. He's, his ceiling seems a lot lower than, um, you know, some of the players for the bigger teams. He, you know, he, he gets a goal in a game. He very rarely scores, you know, a brace or a hat-trick. That no, is true. Brilliant. I mean, I mean, if you look at last night, though, as an example, he was very lucky. He could and should have had a lot more. You know, he was pretty much unplayable in that first half an hour or so. So, but he, I've had him in, you know, obviously from the start, as we know, and he, he got me eight points. He's... He's one that I was looking at. I think he's. I think he's class. I think actually Wolves may struggle to hold on to him in this transfer window. We, we shall see. But um, I actually think he's class. I think if if you look at their their run of games, boys. Uh, so after this week, like I say, that's why I'm going to be bringing him in, in in game week three. They have West Ham away, Fulham home, Leeds away, Newcastle home, Crystal Palace home. That is a great run of fixtures. And you're right. He he may not 
score but more than than one a game but against those teams you would you would bank on him you know hitting the net so um for me Jimenez is well worth a look after this week they they did look really sharp last night Sheffield United looked worryingly um cumbersome in the first half second half they they pushed on a bit but they had to but Mm. Sheffield United didn't look great um Ramsdale conceded two of in 10 minutes which which it be second season syndrome for them yeah, yeah, I think they, the, the, the dark horse, yeah, I mean, you know, no one expected, I don't think anyone really expected them to do so well last season. Um, and certainly last night they looked, they looked leggy. I mean, Wolves were, Wolves could have been three or four up at half time. So they're one to keep an eye out, Sheffield United. Could they? Yeah, very true, very true. Um, which which one of you guys was looking at midfielders? And, and, oh no, me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I was going to say, I definitely, I definitely looked at defenders, but uh, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll level with you. I spent most of the morning making chocolate brownies with uh, my daughter. Um, Beautiful. Well, they are now. She's thrown, um, she's thrown hundreds and thousands all over them, which is not a traditional chocolate brownie topping. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, picked a, I picked three midfielders to have a look at. Um, James Rodriguez, which might seem a bit obvious, um, but seven and a half million, despite... Uh, your issues with his fitness, Mike. Mm-hmm. He he just looked so good. He he could have had a couple of goals. Um, he looks like he bossed bossed the bossed the game, didn't he? He really mm-hmm. did boss the game. Um, he looked very handy. And for seven and a half million, I would say he's going to do better. Well, judging judging by um, the fact that he got hauled at half time, better than Deli Ali, uh, who's in a similar price point. Um, so I think he really will play well. He's got West Brom next, Palace next, then Brighton. It's um, all about him keeping fit. If he can keep fit, like I said, in, in you know, I think it was last week, um, 20 injuries uh, in the last, what, six years? So, um, yeah, if he can keep fit, he's a real asset at 7.5. True, thanks. Thanks for agreeing with me for once. No, um, no problem. Yeah, yeah, means a lot. Uh, next up, um, I've... As he's been pushed back to midfield this year, I've got Marcus Rashford. He's nine and a half million, which is still an expensive midfielder, but not as expensive as the 10.5 million Bruno Fernandes. Um, Rashford, um, I've got a feeling might be pushing on. I think he'll want to score a lot more goals this season than he did last. Um, don't know what's going to happen because Greenwood um, still is still in isolation. Oh, he's still having to train separately, isn't he, since his uh, Icelandic... Uh, women yes yeah um so i think marcus rashford might well be the pick um this week i'm gonna try and squeeze him in if i can they got palace at home and then the week after that they got brighton away um it does sound like i'm targeting palace and brighton um palace actually had a good week um but I think I, I, for, for me, he was goal shy post lockdown. I expected him to come back with a bang. Um, it didn't really happen for him uh, post lockdown. Uh, and, and I think you know, he's on pens, so that, that goes in his favour. Well, is he? I think Bruno yeah, took a it. couple, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Bruno, Bruno got all his points from penalties, really. I mean, if you take out the penalties from Bruno's game, then his price point seems outrageous at 10.5. Well, Bruno's but, in my team. Uh, but yeah. also. Um, so is Greenwood. So um, I've got, if you look at Rashford at 9.5 and Greenwood at 7.5, but for Greenwood being a bit of a naughty boy, um, I, I can't see how you justify the extra 2 million for, for Rashford. I'm, Greenwood I'm, actually scored more goals post lockdown than, than Rashford. But my, my, I'm justifying it because I'm thinking that Greenwood may not play um, mm-hmm. in this game because he's not going to be training with the team for two yeah. weeks. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, just this week, I'm suggesting Rashford um, mm-hmm. over Greenwood. Um, and then my third um, third midfielder to keep an eye out for. If you're if you're trying to get some of your higher value midfielders in, like Bruno Fernandez, um, you're going to need another cheap midfielder. Uh, and Mohamed El Nani um, for Arsenal. Uh, it's priced at 4.5 million. I watched a couple of times he was getting into the box to join in with the attacks. He is a defensive midfielder, but he is priced at 4.5. Arsenal looked incredibly dangerous. And they, yeah, I mean, he could have, he could have been on the end of a couple of crosses. Uh, he could sneak you a few points there if, um, if you're needing a cheap midfielder. And last year he was on loan at Besiktas. So he didn't, didn't even play in the Premier League once. Um, but he got in some good positions, and I think he'll be worth a punt. Um, if you if you need someone cheap in midfield, he's four point five. Um, if if like me, you're feeling a bit ripped off uh, with Mark Noble being five million, then uh, save <laughs> save half a million and get El Nenny. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with that. If you're looking at the four point five players, you know there aren't there aren't many around in midfield that are actually <clears> going to play week in week out. Um, you've got the, uh, I forget his name, the, the stopper in the middle at Southampton. He seems to get booked every week. Oh, Romeo. Romeo, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's he's, he's, he's good for booking, though, isn't he? He is good for a booking. So you're likely to get a point out of him again. Um, but yeah, Onene, if, he, Onene, if he can stay in the team, then yeah, 4.5 is, is great value. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, they're my three. I, I'd uh, go Rodriguez, Rashford, El Nene. And El Nene has got wonderful hair. Which fits with the, uh, you know, the premise of, of fantasy football. That's what you need to be doing. <laughs> and have you got any lovely haired uh, defenders that you've looked at? Um, not so much hairs, but uh, I've also, what I've done is I've picked three teams that I fancy to keep clean sheets this week. So Everton, as we've covered in detail, uh, they're playing West Brom. So I've picked an Everton defender. I've got a Newcastle defender and I've got an Arsenal defender. So my first pick is Seamus Coleman. So Seamus Coleman is only five and a half million at the moment, and in fact five million. My apologies. He was someone I don't know if you remember a few years ago. Um, he was always good for an assist, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he used to pick up a lot of points, as you, as we've already covered in this in this pod. You know, he, they've got a lot of winnable, winnable games coming up. Everton and West Brom were were poor uh, against Leicester on on Sunday. They were shot shy. They didn't really look like they got goals in them. Um, and I fancy them to get another clean sheet. So five million, I think, is a bit of a bit of a bargain for him. He's only 31. I thought he was older than that. Maybe I was getting yeah. confused with Leighton Baines. But uh, yeah, he's um, yeah at 31, he, he can still get up and down. And um, yeah, five million, given their run of games, is, is decent. He did play yeah. well the other day. Played really well. Yeah. Got, I, he I was must... putting in crosses, putting in quite a few crosses. Yeah. As, as Mike said, actually, I thought he was 34, 35, to be fair. So uh, yeah, 31, he's still got some, some years left in him. Um, so I'm going to shift now to Newcastle. So Newcastle had a great start, didn't they? Big West Ham away. Our good friend uh, Callum with the goal there. But uh, defensively, Jamal Lewis is a player that I've picked out there. So yeah. they signed him yeah. in uh, Norwich over uh, over the short summer. He's only four and a half million pounds, which is I think is a bit of a bargain. Again, Brighton at home. I think Brighton. Did, I know they were playing a good Chelsea team last night, but Brighton are one of my tips to struggle. And um, I fancy Newcastle get a clean sheet. And he again, he was someone who from the highlights was bombing forward and he's probably got an assist in him. So I think four and a half million for someone like that with the potential of an assist or even a goal. Who knows? Yeah. He, 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 was in, he was in my team uh, in one of the t- sort of 20, 30 revisions of my team. I, I had him in, in most of them until this morning. Um, and then when I was 
fiddling about. I, I took him out, but um, yeah. Good idea. Take him out now so his price can rise tonight and yeah. then try putting it back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great shout. So do it. Do it. Oh, dear. So finally, for my defensive picks, I've gone for Rob Holding. Now, Phil, of course, you've covered the fact that initially had him in his team. Um, and again, I think, you know, again, we can't tell too much into the first game. Arsenal were very good. Fulham were very poor. But again, four and a half million pounds. He's actually still someone selected by less than 2% of players in the game. So he's one that I would pick out. And Arsenal, again, I know they've got Liverpool on the horizon, but they've got some winnable games coming up. And uh, defensively, they looked a lot more sure. So uh, those would be my three to look out for. I just well, wonder, I, I guess he probably will start. I, I imagine he won't change it up too much. But if you look at the amount of defenders on Arsenal's books. Uh, They're all injured. Well, no, there's, there's, still nine, there's still nine defenders available. They've got 13 in total on the game, but there are still nine available. Wow. Um, so I was surprised to see him start. If you look at the players that didn't start, um, you've got Cedric, Kalashinak, and you've got, as you mentioned earlier on, Phil Saliba. Um, but how far off the likes of Socrates, Luis, Mustafi, Chambers are, I don't know. I don't know that he's going to be in the team long term uh, no. for this week, for sure. It's worth pointing out and warning people against the dangers of uh, listening to people on Twitter because I had, like I say, I had holding in and then I read and read and people were saying there's no way holding's going to start. Saliba should start. Um, and yeah, Saliba wasn't in the squad and holding was. So um, trust your judgment. Don't, you know, if you've got reasoning behind it, then, uh, then it's a good idea. Um, if, you, if you change it based on someone else's ideas and then, it backfires. That's even more annoying than at least having some sort of rational thinking and sticking to it. It was very, very annoying on Saturday. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. Talking of gut, and um, obviously we talked about the uh, fancy threesome punt uh, that you won this week. Uh, uh, we'll have to get in touch with Mickey Race, get him to choose my captain. Uh, which I'll reveal on Saturday morning. Um, who have you gone for this week uh, for your try and get your second in a row? Well, seeing as defence serves me so well with uh, Joel, Joel Ward, uh, I've gone defence again and actually a player who I've just featured there, Seamus Coleman, only oh, selected cool. by 1.2% of players, which I was pretty amazed about. So he is my pick for this week. I'm feeling confident, boys. It's going to make it two out of two. I can feel it. Okay, and next week, I should say that next week, if one of us does well, the highest scoring player out of us three, they will get to choose another team who someone, one of our listeners, will get to red card a member of the squad. So if it had been this week, Mickey Race could red card one of my players and I wouldn't be able to select them this week. Unbelievable. So it's uh, it's a real nasty one. So... um, I'll it's be one glad you don't when... want to lose, isn't it? It's one you yeah. really don't want to lose. Luckily, at time of recording, Riyad Mahrez is at 2%. So he is my pick. And he is away at Wolves. And Mahrez, he's quite cheap on the game. Eight and a half million because he sometimes gets rotated. But he is my punt. I need him to go big um, and get more points than Seamus Coleman. Because if he does, then there's a red card coming your way, Anthony. I'll let you two battle it out Bring it. Um, Bring it. With, with these punts. I, I've, I've gone very similar to Ant, actually. I've gone for an Everton defender, Michael Keane, um, who I think is, is an absolute nailed-on starter week in, week out for them. Um, also 5 million, 1.9% ownership at time of recording. Um, so I, I, think, I think they'll keep a clean sheet. 
Uh, he doesn't score many goals, but he's only scored uh, two goals for Everton. Um, but uh, so yeah, Coleman. I'm, I'm now thinking. Oh, Ant's made a great call on Coleman, but I'll stick to the guns and I'll go Michael Keane. Okay, so the three players are Seamus Coleman, Riyad Mahrez, and Michael Keane. Yeah, and obviously you, you, the listener, can get involved. Send in uh, your hashtag fantasy threesome punts. Uh, send them in to us on Twitter uh, at FPL Threesome Pod. And uh, yeah, next week you could be uh, red carding one of Anthony's players. That would be that would be great. <laughs> All uh, Michaels. All Michaels. No, no. Can I just quickly say that last week I suggested a eleven players that were made up. Uh, only of players who've got nice hair and I've managed to put together a team as discussed in a hotel in Watford uh, as Michael was very excited about and mm. that team uh, I put together I still had 8 million left in the bank after I'd assembled my squad uh, that hair 11 would have outscored all three of us by 10 points uh, they had 82 wow. points they would have had which Thank is you. hugely disappointing um, and it shows that maybe sometimes we overthink things and we should just go with um, people with nice hair what a way to what a way to end this week's podcast. I could yeah. think of, of a better way. If you're if you're tossing up between two players and you don't know which one to put in your team, go for the one with the best hair, and that that sort of theory will never let you down. Standard advice, I'd suggest. Absolutely. Thank thank you so much for listening. Uh, we are the Fantasy Threesome Podcast. Don't forget you can email us fantasythreesomepod at gmail.com or you can get in touch on Twitter at FBL Threesome Pod. Uh, anything else you'd like to say, gentlemen? No. I'm sorry. Dina. Don't oh, wow. start on Dina again. That's going to haunt you, that one, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. As, as will Rodriguez, I suspect. And Bamford. We'll see what happens. I hope you get sent off this week. Who? Dina? Dina, red card this week. I will laugh and laugh and laugh <laughs> until there's no more air in my body. Lovely. Oh, wow. Cheers, guys. Good, good to catch up. Take That's care. Great. Cheers, everyone. Have a good week. Goodbye.